This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. We've had a new mayor for just over two months and he's here on the line. It's uh, the executive mayor of the city of Cape Town, Jordan Hill Lewis. Jordan, good morning and welcome to breakfast. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, very, very well. It's been just over two months that you've been the mayor of Cape Town. How have the two yes. months gone? Has it been what you've expected? Has it been as challenging as you thought it would be? Or are there these amazing moments that just make you think it really is great to be at the top of the pile? It's 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 a bit of both, to be honest. Uh, yeah. Sometimes the the crises and the difficult problems come. The, you know, the, the pace at which they come is just uh, incredible. It feels like you're kind of trying to drink from a fire hydrant or something. Wow. But but uh, at the same time, yeah, it is what a privilege. I sometimes I just uh, sit back and think this is an incredible privilege. What a unbelievable chance mm. to do something truly useful for. Uh, for the city and for the country. So I'm very grateful. Yeah, and it's good to have you there. And, and there's something about you, though, Jordan, that it feels you're so relatable. It feels, I don't know, I'm not sure if it's the casual way that you speak in the media and even just having you on the phone here uh, when we see you on telly or whatever. It just seems like you seem like such a comfortable person that, and, and you're very, very likable. Uh, your personality is one that makes us saying, hey, that's our mayor. And, and I like that. Well, thank you. That's very kind. I, I just, uh, yeah, I mean, that's just who I am. I, I'm kind of a simple guy from <laughs> from Edgemead. I, I, no, no areas of crisis. Oh, we like that. Uh, Jordan, there's a big deal. When we see a press release that's telling us a 20.5% increase that ESCOM has applied for, yeah. and you wrote a letter to NURSA, we immediately get nervous. What's going on? Tell us about your letter to NURSA. Mm. So the context here is that over the last 15 years or so, there's been a 500% increase in electricity prices for South Africans. Wow. And so the price of electricity has become really unaffordable. Uh, and now on top of all of that, they've asked for another 20.5% increase this year and 15.5% next year and then 10% in two years' time. Wow. Uh, so just consistent, massive increases that are way above inflation. And if you think about how tough families have had it the last two years with you know, hardly anyone in South Africa has got uh, an inflation-related increase. Even yes. you're, you're pretty lucky if you get an inflation-related increase, but certainly not above inflation. So to have a, a an increase uh, that is four times inflation on electricity prices mm. after a 500% increase the last 15 years, it's just really unfair and unaffordable. And so we, we went to NERSA to say, uh, you know, that we don't believe that Cape Town families can afford this. We don't believe it's fair not right to ask the public to keep paying year after year after year for ESCOM's other failures. Yeah. We understand that ESCOM has been through a lot. It, it looks like it's actually on a better track man, uh, you know, from a management perspective. Mm. But, but financially, it's still in a deep, deep hole, and it's not right to keep going back to the public to, to ask us to, to pay for it. Yeah, and uh, you know we have an opportunity as the public to sign a petition to have our say. Uh, how are Cape Townians responding to this opportunity to have their say in this matter? Oh, the response has been awesome. I'm really grateful to to how many Cape Townians have participated. We launched it on Friday afternoon at about three o'clock, and by Monday morning, just mm. before I spoke to Nursa, uh, we had more than thirty thousand. Signatures from Capetonians, so it was just a tremendous response. 
Uh, and it just, you know, it just underscores the extent to which Catonians cannot afford this and why it's important that the city makes our voice heard and opposes it at, at NERSA. Uh, uh, Jordan, help us to understand how NERSA functions. I mean, you've written to them as the the mayor of Cape Town. You've already got 30,000 signatures from Capetonians. How does the process work of them making their decision? Does all of this stuff push it in, uh, help NERSA along to understand this is not a good idea? And then what are the other criteria that they're adding in there as well to make them help them make their final decision? Yeah, I also went and made a, a presentation at NERSA. Uh, it was online on Zoom, but but I, I went and spoke to the NERSA board. Hmm. And, the, you know, it was interesting. One of the questions that the board members asked me was basically indicating that their hands are tied. They feel that their hands are tied because they, they're dealing with this enormous company that's basically bankrupt, that's in this deep debt hole. Yeah. And the only way out is to keep raising more money from the public. So this board member was kind of asking me, you know, what can we do? And and my answer was was pretty simple: that any decision that NERSA takes cannot only take into account ESCOM's finances. It has to take into account the finances of ordinary people, working people, uh, you know, Catonian families. Mm. And that any decision that only takes into account the one and not the other would probably not be a rational or reasonable decision. So hopefully they do take into account uh, all, you know, both sides of the yes. ledger, and and make a, a fair and balanced decision. Is there a deadline? When will we know what that final decision is? They're still doing public hearings around the country. I saw yesterday that they were in Johannesburg doing doing hearings there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is still some time, but the the increase is scheduled to be implemented as soon as uh, April or May. So it will probably be we'll probably know sometime in the next month. And if they go ahead, I mean, it's obviously going to affect everybody. We, we know this. Um, what can be done, uh, particularly for the poorest of the poor in Cape Town? I mean, is there anything the city can do to shield, to subsidize? I mean, what does the future look like if this happens? So last year's increase was 15 and a half. No, I think it was 17% last year, actually. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think it was 17%. And the city only passed on 13%, 13.5%. To, to, so we took a 4% essentially subsidization of, of that increase. Now, that sounds like a small amount, but that ends up being billions of rands, yeah. hundreds of millions of rands because of how much electricity Cape Town uses. So there's a limited extent to which we can do that, and that's why it's important for, for the public to understand how pricing, electricity pricing works, that ESCOM makes the application, NERSA makes the decision, and by and large, municipalities have to pass on that... that uh, that increase to the public. We can maybe shield a percent or two here and there, but the, but the bottom line is that you, you, you basically have to pass it on. So what we will consider is if, if there's been any uh, process errors or if we think that uh, NERSA hasn't taken into account what we have said and what those 30-odd thousand South African uh, Catonians have said in their petition, mm. then you know we have to consider uh, further legal action possibly but we know that we can't just sit back and allow them to increase the electricity price 20.5%. That's not on. Yeah, well, it's great to know someone's fighting for us as Cape Tonians. We like that a lot. Sticking with the electricity mm. conversation, Jordan, what about creating our own? I mean, what, what processes are in place? You obviously know what's happening. We might not know yet in the area of renewable energy. What's happening there uh, around Cape Town? Yeah, this really underscores why it's so urgent that we that we invest in, in getting reducing our reliance on ESCOM so that we can both 
make progress on ending load shedding and so that we can uh, start to pass on those savings because the, the price of renewable power at the moment is much, much cheaper than than ESCOM power. Mm. So the more that we can invest in renewable power, it's not possible to do it all overnight because because the city uses a lot of power, obviously. Mm. So so you would have to build kind of hundreds and hundreds of, of solar farms to to get anywhere close to that. But, but you know, the, the, the quicker we can invest, the better. And I'm, I'm, I'm pushing us quite hard on that so that we can start to reduce that reliance on, on ESCOM. Yeah, we like the sound of that a lot. Um, on another note, Jordan, have you received any response from national government on uh, ending the state of national emergency? Any news on that? No response yet, I'm afraid. But we do have these regular Sunday afternoon meetings with the President's Coordinating Council. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can be sure that Alan, Wendy, and I will definitely be pushing it hard in those in those meetings. That, that it's time to end the state of disaster and get back to some degree of normality. Yeah, thanks so much for that. Um, uh, we're a we're a Christian radio station here, Jordan uh, Radio K Pool, but yeah. we're we're a praying people. So our listeners mm. are always looking for things they can pray about um, to support the city and to see change. So. What are some of the what are some of the challenges that the city is facing? That that uh, if you would know, there are people of faith praying for you. What what would be some of the big things we could put on our prayer agenda? Wow, that's such a lovely that's such a lovely offer. I really appreciate the support. I think you you know the the safety issue, uh, organized crime, mm. gangsterism, is one of the biggest uh, things that makes people live in fear and anxiety in our yeah. city, and which is really a terrible form of oppression, really. Uh, and, you know, we are we are doing everything that we can to put more boots on the ground and more technology and uh, do what we can, really. Mm. But but support there would be, uh, would mean would mean a lot. Yeah. So to everyone listening here on uh, 729 AM this morning, you've heard it from uh, the mayor of the city of Cape Town, Jordan Hill Lewis, saying, come on, these are the areas that we need to pray into. You're busy jotting down things into your prayer journals, and now you know what to add in there and get behind the leadership and the people that make sure we have what we need and uh, get it done in the way that we want it to get done. So uh, really, really grateful for that. Thanks so much for all of your time this morning. We know there's uh, much to do. And uh, that's the mayor of the city of Cape Town. It's Jordan Hill-Lewis. Jordan, thanks for your time. Have a fantastic day and all the best. And we're behind you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Great to speak to you. And you. Bye-bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.